Now more than ever, it's critical that customers find accurate information about your business. LocalWorks by Yahoo Small Business makes it easy to add, edit, and publish business information across 70-plus local directories from a single dashboard. Ensure your business is found with LocalWorks and save 10% today by using code LWPODCAST. Visit yahoosmallbusiness.com slash local to find out more. The entrepreneurial spirit is resilient, and U.S. Bank is here to make sure that no matter what unknown pops up, business owners know that we have their back. Because problem solvers are the ones that keep us all moving forward by finding ways to close gaps, even when distances are being kept everywhere. So whatever you need to adapt and evolve your business, U.S. Bank is here to support you. U.S. Bank. We'll get there together. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode features Alex Tremble. Alex is a speaker, career coach, and founder of GPS Leadership Solutions. He has helped hundreds of executive leaders strategically position themselves for their next big promotion using his GPS success methodology. The part of Boost that he'll address is optimizing relationships. Let's listen in. Hey, Alex, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Hey, how are you doing today, madam? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I was trying to figure out and think back to how you and I initially met and connected. Was it through LinkedIn? It definitely was. Um, You know, I think both of us are uh, very active on LinkedIn. So I think it it made sense for us to connect like this. Yeah, yeah. We're like LinkedIn uh, guru master type folks. (laughs) So good stuff. And I know you've got a lot of exciting things going on. Congratulations on the new book. I I greatly appreciate it. Um, The book Reaching Senior Leadership, which just came out this month, is doing very well. And it's helping a lot of people. So that's what's really powerful about it. Awesome. And so, okay, this whole notion of helping a lot of people, because I know part of your focus is the federal government, or you came out of the federal government. So share with me more about your journey as, I guess, a federal employee and what brings you to the place that you are right now. Because, you know, we need leadership right now in our federal government. So a lot going on. And so um, tell me more about your journey as a government employee and sort of, you know, what brings you to this place now? No, no. Well, my journey is not... um it's not the same as many people. I think it's fairly unique. Um, My first job within the federal government was um, overseeing and creating the executive leadership development program for a cabinet level agency. Um, In that I also created uh, multiple mentoring programs for senior leaders to help um, push people from uh, diverse communities up into the senior level uh, leadership positions. And I ran three government wide leadership development forums, um, two here in DC, one in Denver. And I have to note that I did this when I was 24. Wow. Um, yeah. So. so let's pause there. What? Let's pause there because was this your first, I guess, quote unquote, real job out of college? Yeah. And so it what was that was. like coming into this role where you're a young person, just sort of cutting your teeth 
on real work and you're coming into these organizations where perhaps you're training and supporting older people. So, so share a, a little bit of that with us. Well, I think the key to what made me successful is, is being very confident that I did not know everything. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's no way for me, especially that young in my career, for me to have been an quote-unquote expert in anything intelligence, senior-level executive, some of the most senior-level people within the federal government, how to do their jobs. Um, so when I really came at it was from a relationship-building standpoint, understanding how, I'm really good at meeting new people and, and helping them know what about me is you know, helpful to them and, and also pulling information out of them that I can then use to create programs and so on and so forth. So I really just worked with the executives within um, the agency I was working in, as well as I reached out to um, senior level leaders from the private sector, from nonprofit sector, just to kind of pull them on what were the best techniques and strategies and so on and so forth. Um, and that is how I built my, my initial empire was just reaching out and developing really great relationships. Wow. Well, and I love what you said about this whole confident with not knowing everything, because there's a bit of an oxymoron there. And especially as a male, it's almost like, you know, it seems like the society says, well, I don't know, like a response of I don't know, or not being aware of something is perceived as a weakness, but it sounds like you used it in your favor in building these relationships. Is that correct? A hundred percent. And so, you know, there's little things that you, so I, again, one of the things I teach on is um, influencing and political, political savvy. Mm. And what you learn fairly early, again, this is something that came natural, but now I know how to teach it, is, you know, there's little things that you can do to to learn from other people, but, but not at the same time look weak. So, you know, the, one of the key things you can do for other people to, to gain their relationships, gain their confidence, is ask them for their advice. You know, people love talking about themselves. Mm. People love giving advice because it makes them feel like they know something and, they, and you're coming to them for help. At the same time, if you take their advice and you implement it, now it's not your program that you implement it. It's their program. They're mm. more likely to to agree with it and think it's a great deal. So it's really nice. asking advice. Um, you know, and, and a tweak on that, if you have people who do not like you, um, another good way of building a relationship with those people is asking for their opinion. So the difference between opinion and advice is when you want someone's advice, they're going to try to maybe take their ideas and craft it to your particular situation. Mm-hmm. And if someone doesn't care for you, then why would they want to help you out, right? Like, mm, like yeah. if you ask for their opinion, their opinion is their own. They don't have to craft it necessarily in their mind to your situation. They can, it makes them feel like they're, that they're, again, they're, they're really smart. And there's a number of leaders that have been documented throughout the years that have used that technique to build um, relationships with their enemies. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, because you make a really good point because yeah, the the very sort of um, small difference or nuance between asking for advice versus getting someone's opinion. Because yeah, to your point, um, a lot of people, they feel like as they're giving you advice, like it's empowering and equipping you, which for whatever reason feels like they're um, they're de-equipping. I know that's not a word, but they're, they're moving, they're taking away from their own strength to build you up. And so then that may cause them to feel a little, you know, some kind of way about, well, if I give you too much advice, you're going to, you know, maneuver your way. And now suddenly I may, I may be reporting to you at some point in time down the road. So that's an interesting technique or strategy that you've suggested. 
Yeah. It's, and again, it's, they're, they're these little small things that we can do and implement into our lives that, that make a huge difference. Wow. So now Reaching Senior Le- Leadership, your book, if you could, I guess, synthesize it in a short statement, what would you say the overarching goal or purpose of that book is? Yeah. So Reaching Senior Leadership, well, the full title is Reaching Senior Leadership, 10 um, 10 growth strategies every government leader should know. What I do is I, I, one, again, I realize I'm not the expert in everything. So I reached out to a number of very influential and powerful leaders in the, in the leadership community to have them all write a particular chapter on a particular subject. So I have um, someone like Rob Brown, and I'm not sure if you ever heard of um, John Maxwell. John yeah, of course. Yeah, he's the guy, right? Yes. Um, so John Maxwell, in his books, he references a guy named um, Rob Brown, mm-hmm. who was an expert in um, in relationship building. Um, and building your reputation. The guy's fine. I love his books. Mm-hmm. And so why not reach out to him, right? Mm-hmm. So I reached out to Rob Brown, again, international speaking, all of that. And Rob Brown said, yeah, sure, I'd love to write a chapter for your book. Wow. So he has a chapter in here on um, developing executive presence. I have someone who's in there for, um, who does phenomenal networking. I have a person who is um, a past, a past very senior level political appointee. And so him and I partnered to write a chapter on how do you build relationships with political appointees? So really this book is all the, all the different components of moving up into more and more senior level positions, how to network, how to build relationships with political appointees, how to look like an executive, um, how to, how to understand as a diverse individual, you know, a, a, from a person from a diverse community, you will go through some challenges and how do you maintain and be resilient to do those challenges? So kind of the whole gamut is, is addressed in this book. Wow. So now give me, um, and I know you've alluded to a few of them. Give me like, what do you think, in your opinion, because you've got 10 growth strategies, but if you had to say these are the top three must-haves for someone that's navigating in the government space, which what of those 10 would you say are your top three? I think the, the top three I would say is one networking. There's a quote I heard a while back, because this is not quote word for word, but I just loved it. It said, um, most people um, incorrectly believe they're responsible for their own career success. Hmm. And when I heard that initially, I was really annoyed because I'm like, I'm always pushing people. No, you take responsibility. If someone's not, you know, giving you what you want, then you find it somewhere else. You you find a way, you know? Mm -hmm. But the more you think about it, when was the last time you promoted yourself? Mm. When was the last time you hired yourself? And even if you have your own company, when was the last time you bought from yourself? Mm-hmm. You need customers. You need other people. Right. And so building relationships and strategic relationships with other people are critical for our careers. Um, the second is political savvy. Understanding know, and understanding and under, uh, how to strategically navigate the politics within your organization mm-hmm. and within your office. Um, that can kill off your career faster than anything. You know, you can be the most, the smartest, most wonderful individual, but if you don't know how to navigate the office politics, you're not going to move anywhere. And again, a lot of people like to say, I don't like to get into office politics. It's gooey and gooey and <laughs> it's sick. Yes. It's like, I have to use fire. Fire can warm you and it can, you know, fire creates life. You need fire, yeah. but also fire can burn you. You can, you can use for bad. And right. so if, as long as you're thinking about using it for good, then I think you're great and you need to focus on that. Um, the last thing I guess I would say is being willing to pay the cost. Um, to be successful, there come, it comes at a cost. There, you don't 
nothing in life is free. Um, it will cost you time. It will cost you effort. It will cost you money. It will cost you emotions um, because it's not easy to be successful. Um, it's, it's very intentional. It comes at a cost. And if you're not willing to pay the cost to be successful, you're not willing to shut off Netflix for you know, <laughs> those two or three hours and mm-hmm. work on, you know, read a book or something like that, then you're not going to get to where you want to be. Wow. So networking, political savvy, and pay the cost. Now, it sounds like even though your book has a slant towards folks in the federal government, it sounds like it's applicable to anyone in any um, sphere of business or life for that matter. Oh, 100%. I've actually just got a few emails via LinkedIn from people who are not in the government sector at all who read this book and they just thought it was phenomenal um, because it's I mean, really, leadership is leadership is leadership. I mean, mm. I mean there, there are certain components of being successful that are just across all industries. Now, yes, in this book, there is a chapter specifically on navigating the government um, um, hiring process. But aside from that, it's everything else in this book is applicable to anyone who wants to be successful in their career. Wow. Now, talk to me a bit, because um, it's funny how sometimes you can pick up a person's age or their generation from their voice. But I've also seen your, your picture. So I know you're, you're a millennial, right? I am. Okay. I have, so I we're going to go time. there. We're going to talk about you millennials. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. So how do you, like, being a millennial – and also be working at a time, particularly in the government, where you've got all, what is it, like three or four generations in the workplace right now. How do you perceive some of these growth strategies? Like, how do you, what has been the appetite or the receptivity of your millennial brethren versus the older folk who perhaps you've been supporting through the years um, in your role as a sort of um, this whole executive leadership program. So do you find that your message and your training resonates more with a particular generation or have you seen sort of adoption across the board? Who is the easier of the generations to work with? I... So I literally just spoke at the um, Association for Talent Development. Oh, nice. ATD, yeah. A week or so. Uh-huh. You know, it's one of the largest groups I've, I've spoken in. I mean, almost, almost 300 people were in there. Wow. And um, it's funny because there were people who were, were very, very senior, older mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, there were people who were yeah, much younger people. Um, and the message resonated the same for everyone. I think, I think it's because... Um, what I call out, the strategies that I like to recommend are not something that's, that's dependent on your age or your experience. These are very fundamental, very strategic and intentional steps that anyone can make um, to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for millennials, they love it because, you know, I don't come from an approach that you need to wait wait your turn um, to be to reach your goals. I, I can't preach that. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't wait my turn. I right. rose very quickly within my uh, my my area mm-hmm. um but at the same time the older individuals or more experienced individuals they respect it because they understand the you know they understand the political components of this the relationship building components of it the again the components of being very strategic yes they may see yeah it takes more time but if you're very strategic and intentional i am confident that you will um they increase the, your ability to be more and more successful much earlier on, regardless of where you are. Wow! And so, so now, and help me to understand because you're no longer are you're no longer in the federal government, correct? Have you you launched out on your own? 
So I do both. Um, I obviously, for for ethical reasons, don't discuss what I do within the government. Right gotcha. Now, okay. I, I am a, a federal employee. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Awesome. And that's very intentional, though, because I I want to still be within kind of hearing what the best strategies are, as mm-hmm. well as what are the the challenges that they're expecting. Because you know, our federal workforce is they're just like you and me. You know, like they. They have desires, they have wants, and it's not always the best and the easiest place to work in. So we need to be developing them as well. If they're developed well, then it serves the entire country. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because, you know, I jokingly refer to you millennials, but there's also a category of people, the federal government, like federal employees that kind of have a, we've, we've labeled them with like a stereotype in terms of, oh, federal employees are lazy or, you know, they're not very ambitious. And so you certainly are helping us to um, squash that notion. Um, And so as you, in your interactions in the government and, and the work that you do, is there a particular thing? Like, let's say there was an older federal employee listening right now. What advice would you give them in sort of maybe they're in the ninth inning of the are there nine innings in baseball i can't remember <laughs> that's not my sport Don't ask me. Don't ask me. <laughs> at least i didn't say in their 14th inning or something like that so let's say they're in their ninth inning of their professional career what advice would you give them to encourage them to say hey keep going i will I will be very honest with this in that um, I do this a lot. I do a lot of executive coaching for very senior level people in government as well as to right now. And some of them are like in the ninth ending, if that's how many endings there are. <laughs> um, they only have so much more time. What, what are they going to do that's going to be great now within the government? Right. right. Um, my question is, what do you ultimately want to do? Mm-hmm. Once you, the government, you're going to retire and, and you're going to live a lot longer than what you expect. And so this is not, you don't retire one day and then everything is peachy the next day. No, you want to have a plan. So I'm, I'm working with um, leaders who want to become um, um, authors afterwards. They mm. want to become lobbyists afterwards. They want to start an entirely new career afterwards. And if you're 10 years out from retirement, you want to plan now. You want to be, a, again, I'm always about being very intentional, very strategic. Yeah. Plan now so you can start implementing those little pieces. So when it comes to 10 years and you walk out the door, you're walking into your next life. Um, you're not scrambling to kind of figure out what you're going to do and why you're bored. Wow. Okay. So then on the reverse side, I'm an, I'm a new government employee. I'm fresh out of college. I get recruited straight away and you have to give me advice. What would you share with me? Actually, what would you share with me? The moment I walk into, I come out of a meeting and I hear the words, we've always done it this way. What advice would you give me to navigate through that process? The, well, the first thing I would do is tell you to start building relationships. First thing, because that culture is a very strong culture. Mm-hmm. If you fight that culture too hard and you fight it head on, you can lose your credibility. People can write you off and you may not go anywhere, right? Right. So the first thing you want to do is start building relationships. And once you've built relationships with key individuals, then you start influencing them influencing them you start you know making little suggestions and little ideas that they start to adopt and that push them in the right direction and you prep them for the bigger change that you want to uh, actually implement into the organization i mean i think you know just like all of us um like many of us know you know you don't wait until um the meeting 
to decide what the to find out what the decision is. You with the most strategic of us talk to everyone before the meeting happens and mm. pushes it where they want it to go, right? And so yeah. that's what you would do as a young person. You want to make change. It's it feels good to say, oh, I'm gonna fight head on. Yeah. But if you fight head on and your career dies, then you're right. really done. So there's always when I talk about influence, there's really you just gotta know a couple things. What to say, when to say it, how to say it, who needs to say it. Mm. Nice. Identify those things. Yep. Then you can be very intentional and strategic with getting your message across. Wow. Awesome. Well, Alex, this has been amazing. I'm sure you have really um, helped a lot of people through this guidance. And so, folks, the book is Reaching Senior Leadership, and you definitely want to pick it up. Alex, what's the best way for our listeners to sort of reconnect and stay in touch with you? I would say go to alextremble.com, A-L-E-X-T-R-E-M-B-L-E.com. Once you get there, you'll hopefully you'll subscribe to my newsletter and all my other contact information is right there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, sir. It has been a pleasure getting to know you and I am wishing you continued success. Thank you so much. And you are wonderful yourself. Thank you. And thank you for everyone who's listening today. Thanks again for tuning in to the Boost Podcast. I hope what you heard today will help you to build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to share the podcast with your family and your friends. And while you're at it, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. For more information on me or any of the other services that we provide, feel free to head over to our website, kellytleonard.com. Now more than ever, it's critical that customers find accurate information about your business. Local Works by Yahoo Small Business makes it easy to add, edit, and publish business information across 70-plus local directories from a single dashboard. Ensure your business is found with Local Works and save 10% today by using code LWPODCAST. Visit yahoosmallbusiness.com slash local to find out more.